0: Brian Smith here, and welcome to the Dream Path Podcast, where I try to get inside the heads of talented creatives from all over the world. My goal is to demystify and humanize the creative process, and make it accessible to everyone. Now let's jump in. Jason Moore, welcome back to the Duocast, brother. I'm glad to be back, Brian. So we're recording here from beautiful CELA, Washington. It's cold, too. No, it's 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 not that cold, is it?
1: Uh, It's getting there, man. We're down in the 30s now. You know the snow's coming. I know it. I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what'd you think of Darren Bruce? Guy's a firecracker. Firecracker, indeed. Oh, my God. He was uh, pretty knowledgeable about a lot of stuff. And in particular, we talked a lot about copyright law and publishing rights. And I learned a lot from that episode just listening to him. Me too. I didn't realize there were so many steps you had to go through to, to stream video and music. and.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great episode for anybody who's in a creative space where you're going to be streaming anything. Right. Um, if you're going to be on Instagram and playing a song, you're like, here, here's a cover of um, an Eagles tune or whatever you're doing that is performance-based. It's a great episode to listen to because it's like a primer on copyright law. It is, yeah. And licensing. And I'm a lawyer you know i i didn't have a clue of what he was talking about so i learned a lot um not not an attorney but he has a lot of experience in this space Mm -hmm. and uh, i liked his energy
1: oh he's yeah it's crazy energy
0: yeah it's kind of like wolfman jack or i don't know what what type of energy that guy has but it's a very kinetic experience to talk to that guy oh yeah very enthusiastic about the, the space that he is in
1: definitely very passionate yes
0: Another thing that I liked about that episode is that I learned something about a creative space that I had really not a lot of knowledge about before, and that's DJ music or DJ performances. Yeah. And I really didn't even know what DJing was until I talked to Darren. Right. I mean, I I kind of did. I looked at his podcast and I understood what a DJ, like go to Vegas and you know, you see a DJ up on the stage and you know, you kind of understand what's happening there. But Really, there's a lot more to it. It's a lot more complex than just what it appears to be right. on the outside looking in.
1: Right. And originally, you know, a DJ, a disc jockey, the term that kind of came about in the 50s when they used to spin records on the radio. But uh, the DJ of today takes that another step further by, you know, mixing it with various sounds into other songs and kind of morphing everything together. And it's, it's pretty entertaining. Electronic music is pretty entertaining.
0: Yeah. My point of reference was Steve Aoki. Uh-huh. Yeah. I saw that documentary a couple of years ago. Right. And I was like, "What? <laughs> what is this guy a musician? No. No. Nope. Just using other people's music." So what is he? Does he write songs? Does he And I think like you're you're describing there's a hybrid of people that take other people's music and they splice them together in ways that are unique mm-hmm. and unique to their creativity, their sensibility. Right. Um and then you have folks that emerge like Stevie as stars. Yeah. There's actually a lot of kids now who follow DJs, Mm -hmm. and they listen to DJ music as their primary playlist. Right. And they're not listening to bands anymore. I know, it's weird. They're going straight to DJs, and I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to argue with them, okay? There's no sense in trying to to talk them out of this madness (laughs) because um, they are finding their own way Mm -hmm. in, in their musical world, and I think it's a great thing. Well, I do too. And I mean, those guys
1: are skilled. I mean, that is an art form. I've tried to do it, I can't do it. I mean, it's something that you'd have to really be dedicated to to learn. Now, I was a DJ. Well, I was too, but it was a different type of DJ.
0: I was a wedding DJ. And w- wedding DJs, there's a certain amount of, um, I don't know, I, 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 I hesitate to call it power, but influence right. that you have when you're a DJ. And you know this from the radio world. Yeah that there's a certain amount of celebrity that you at least perceive as happening there.
1: It feels like it. Yeah, yeah because people
0: bit. are listening, they're calling in. Uh, and when I was a wedding DJ, I just had fun because it was always a party atmosphere. Oh, for sure. But when you get to pick the playlist mm-hmm. and you know that the next song that you're going to pick is going to be a hit and it's going to bring people out on the dance floor and it's going to get people moving, there's a certain amount of power and influence that you feel it starts to get to your head. It does a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, wow, look at look what I can do here. I'm going to turn on Bob Seeger's old-time rock and roll and watch what happens. And people will just hit that dance floor, man. White people just come out in droves. <laughs> <laughs> they love that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that was fun. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. So, uh, we had a comment come in on a YouTube video. Uh, we post all of our episodes on YouTube, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's thanks to Jason and his hard work because not only does Jason edit each of the episodes from an audio standpoint, he puts them into video format and in terms of the duocast that we do.
1: Yeah, I make a slideshow. Yeah.
0: Makes a slideshow, puts them up onto YouTube because that's how some people actually listen to their music and listen to their podcasts is mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, and then we have a, um, a really great editor out of Argentina named Zeo screen who usually does our YouTube videos for the interviews. Yeah. The Zoom videos. But anyway, Jason, uh, you posted our recap of Kylie Rothfield. Yep. Takeaways from the 2020 election, comfort content, chess drama we were talking about, the Queen's Gambit show That's right. on Netflix and everything. And you know, when comments come in, sometimes we'll get comments from bots or sometimes folks will comment who maybe know the guests or something like that, but here we had a really sweet comment that came in uh, from Michelle Fortier, and, and uh, here's what it said. I had the best time listening to you too this morning. Incredibly rich, warm, concerned, rational world citizens with so much depth and integrity. Much thanks for elaborating on vital current events that surround us and reminding us to be safe and enjoy the simple things, such as Queen's Gambit, easily the finest show of the year. You just might be dueling my son soon via chess.com. Watching good films, old and new these days, cultivates a sense of well-being like nothing else. Love and good tidings from Yakima, Washington. Great work. Nice. Exclamation point. That is nice. Yeah. I, I love getting feedback from listeners. It's, it's uh, Especially positive feedback, yeah. Yeah. We don't see a lot of negative feedback. No, no. But, I, you know, if you got negative feedback, send it our way. Sure. You know, we're doing something wrong. We get, it, get something wrong. It's, you don't like the sound of the audio or you know, the episodes are too long or something's boring or you are offended by something, let us know.
1: Well, we did have the Joan Jack comment. That was, but that wasn't real. I didn't really find that negative too much.
0: No, no. Or
1: educational. Than it
0: anymore. is. It's a teaching moment. Yes. Sometimes men just need to be told what's right and wrong. I think that a lot of men need to be taught that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we need to be open to hearing that. Absolutely. Put our egos aside.
1: We have a lot of women in our lives. Not that, (laughs) I didn't mean it like that. I have daughters, (laughs) I have a wife. So yeah, it's all learning experience, you know. Right.
0: Another thing I've been thinking about, Jason, is um, we've been talking, texting actually, back and forth about some website updates that I'm doing. And one of the things that I've done is update my homepage Uh to kind of reflect the the rebranding that we did and the new colors and the logo and whatnot. And part of that rebranding and part of that revamping of the homepage has involved writing up a biography of me. Oh, yeah. You know, there's an about section about the host, about Brian. And I was texting you and I said, dude, this is really hard. Yeah. I'm so focused in my job of finding out someone else's story. And I'm so focused in my podcast of finding out other people's stories, like, Where do they come from? Right. How did they get here? How did they become successful? What were their motivations? What were their inspirations? And um, I was complaining to you in my text message about how long this was taking, how hard it was. And I I loved your response. You said, it's really hard for me too. I don't like my story.
1: I don't. I mean, I like certain aspects of the story. There's a lot of you you find you take a lot of different directions in your life personal choices and sometimes you don't make the right choice and you got to live with that right and that, that could have repercussions that could last a lifetime I'm not saying i've never i've never done anything terrible but you know i mean everybody we all have i think some of us have regrets in some ways all and of then, us do uh, yeah oh, man and then you know you just got to move on from it and go forward with it and yeah i'm in a good place in my life right now yeah but I don't know about sitting and writing a bio I don't know looking looking inward to yourself and finding all of that and bringing it out for everybody to to hear. I don't know
0: <laughs> it's agonizing uh-huh to to look inward, the navel gazing, whatever you want to call it I like <laughs> just and trying to figure out what's inside there. How did I get here? hmm what are the choices I made to get here? That's tough mm-hmm. And and all I'm doing is writing a stupid bio on my website. It's not like I'm writing a book about myself, right? but I see and I feel the resistance. You know, my mind doesn't want to go there. And maybe it's because like you're saying about your story, maybe I don't like my story. And that's a really profound way to put it. So I'm glad you told me that and you showed me that vulnerability. I don't like my story. So let's keep this conversation going. And figure out why that is down the road. We don't have to knock this out tonight. This isn't going to be a therapy session for us. Right. (laughs) But over time, we need to figure out why don't we want to reveal our story? What are we afraid of?
1: Well, another part of it is is I think a lot of it's boring. I think it would be boring to other people. Yeah. My story.
0: And, you know, one thing I said to you in our text exchange was that um, even though it sounds cliche and trite to say, one thing I found as a lawyer who discovers other people's stories, it really doesn't matter where someone comes from. They could come from a very colorful background. They could have been raised by a pack of wolves, or they could have grown up with a silver spoon in their mouth as a trust fund baby. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, really. What what matters is that they have something about their journey that's compelling. Mm-hmm. And it's about discovering what that is. Right. And I think people are terrible at discovering their own journeys and they need help. And that's why podcasting is so great. Because if you put somebody like a neutral party on the other side of that mic, it facilitates that discovery and that revelation and the revealing of, of that compelling story. Right. So maybe one of these days, I need to do a podcast interview of you. Well, you did, but it wasn't an extensive one. Well, I'm talking like full, I'm talking about all in, like I'm doing research. I'm talking to all your ex-girlfriends. Oh God. Okay. (laughs) I'm coming in with ammunition. We're going to really dig deep. Okay. All right. You ready for that? No.
1: (laughs) 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 What if I was to turn the table and say, I'd like to do the same thing. Hey, I'm in. I'm going to talk to all your ex-girlfriends.
0: Yeah. Well, one one thing I did (laughs) before I started this podcast, just as kind of a goof, but, you know, some of it was a genuine desire to find the story is I interviewed my mom. Oh, yeah. And I had two sessions with her and it was about an hour, an hour and a half each session. And then um, there was a third session and I handled it basically in chapters. So her childhood uh, was chapter one. Through when she met my dad. Chapter two was when she met my dad through the time that they got divorced. Mm. Chapter three was divorce to the present. So I I never got to chapter three and I need to do that. And I recommend not doing a podcast interview of your parents, but, you (laughs) know, doing the deep dive, asking those questions and finding out who people really are that are close to you. Yeah. I think that's an important process and once they're gone that story's gone i discovered that the hard way with my dad he died at 56 2003 i was in my 30s i still feel robbed about it your dad died of cancer Yep. and it was way too soon Yep. and my guess is that he did not reveal his whole story to you either
1: probably not the whole story i've heard of you know a lot of growing up with him and just talking with him he was you know he's really proud of his uh, service in the army and uh, had a great upbringing here in Sila. Mm-hmm. you know was kind of a rowdy kid. so I got to hear some of the stories, but i didn't I didn't get too deep into it, you know, yeah,
0: not as deep as you probably wanted to go exactly, yeah, yeah, then it's too late. it is another thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap things up or move on to the what's next section of our dual cast was that. I recorded an interview that I'm pretty excited about, and I don't think you've had a chance to edit it yet. It's an interview with Sean Durkin. Oh, yeah. I have the files on it. He is a director, and he directed a movie, well, a couple of movies, but the one I talked to him about the most was called The Nest hmm. with Jude Law and Carrie Coon. Nice. And uh, Carrie Coon is a, just a, a lovely actress who um, you probably haven't heard About much because she does a lot of theater work, and then most of her screen time has been not in like A-list roles in action movies. Hmm. But she is a great actress. Jude Law, of course, more of an A-list type of movie star type of person. Yeah, I've heard of Jude Law. Um, But but Sean Durkin wrote and directed this film, and I talked to him about it. It premiered at Sundance this year. I didn't get a chance to talk to Sean at Sundance, and so I was really excited to be able to chat with him before the movie launched it's now available on all streaming platforms so we're not sure when we're going to launch the sean durkin episode but i'm guessing sometime in late november more likely early december super exciting though because sean's just a a very humble guy he would never know that he's this a-list director and that he has this incredible story to tell about how he got to where he's at so that's going to be a fun one Another one that I'm actually looking forward to recording, hasn't been recorded yet, but it's been scheduled, is an interview with uh, Naomi Grossman, who played Pepper on American Horror Story. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that character. And you were telling me the history of that, how it was based upon Schlitzie the Pinhead, which is uh, a real life, yep. basically circus freak.
1: Yeah, he used to travel the world and uh, he wore a dress and had his hair up. He looked basically just like the character Pepper. Right. Um, and of course, you know, people would make fun of him or whatever. And, and
0: I say, I say, that, you know, it's circus freak, not because I believe <laughs> that Schlitzie the Pendant was an, in fact a circus freak, but that's just the way that they were referring to themselves back in the day, back in the nineteen early 1900s when they would have these sideshows at circuses. Yep. And they would say, come see the freaks. You know, it's a freak show.
1: Yep. Bearded lady.
0: And in fact, that's, I think, one of the season names for American Horror Story is Freak Show.
1: It is, yeah. Right? That's what the bearded lady and the pepper and yeah.
0: Right. Yep. So I'm going to be interviewing Naomi. Super excited to talk to her because she is a very well-regarded actress outside of American Horror Story, but my kids love American Horror Story and no. I, I actually really enjoyed the first couple of seasons of that show. Me too. And then finally, the interview that we have coming up next is with James Healy. Oh yeah. Television actor and film actor. Man, talk about a filmography. Really impressive guy. Plays a lot of authority figures. Yep. And he's also a retired police officer. That's right. So, talked a lot about that intersection of his, you know, experience with the police, being a police chief in Texas, and how that kind of informs his role choices or, you know, how he gets picked for certain characters and neat guy really really fun conversation with James Healy and uh, we'll see how much of our political conversation makes it into the episode versus bonus content cuz we really did kind of take a you know a digression into politics there but that was a couple of months ago when the political campaign was was heating up yeah so the James Healy episode is going to launch on December 9th yep yeah so stay tuned for that one and then finally i wanted to mention probably the most exciting announcement we have on this duocast is Don McLean. Yeah, Don McLean, yep. We finally have a launch date for Don McLean.
1: Yep, the 23rd
0: of December. December 23rd, we're going to launch a special Christmas edition interview with Don I Love it. And it was so cool to talk to a legend. I mean, you know, I, I try not to get too starstruck with people. And I find after doing this for, you know, going on two years now, I'm becoming less and less of a fanboy but man I, I gr- literally grew up listening to Don McLean songs learning them on the guitar they're some of the first songs that I learned yeah. as a musician as a teenager and so you can't help but just be awestruck by someone like Don McLean
1: I'm, li- I'm really looking forward to that episode
0: so that'll be a fun one to launch right around Christmas oh yeah awesome alright brother Jason well it's good talking to you on the cast, my friend
1: Well, thanks for inviting me over, Brian.
0: Hey, thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, I have a favor to ask. Can you go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave me a review? Your feedback is what keeps this podcast going. You can also check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with the handle at dreampathpod. And as always, go find your dream path.